0: My name is Matt Brown. When I started comedy, I had already met crackheads and, and hoes and, and pimps I, I, and drug dealers. So when I got into comedy and these motherfuckers would try to be gangster, I would just, oh, floor them. Who would try to be gangster? Oh my God, any motherfucker I step to. And when I. And let's start the show. It doesn't take a whole lot to show a little bit of kindness. <laughs> a better place because you are here to join us. My name is Matt Brown and I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast. It is Tuesday, August 30th, 2022. Man, we have a great episode for each and every single one of you. You're going to really enjoy it. And before I fulfill my promise in giving you a show that you will enjoy, I just want to remind you to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasting platforms and YouTube. And don't forget to check out exclusive content regarding this show on com. And don't forget to check us out in the world of social media, especially with the great work our associate producer, Alex, is doing for us, a.k.a. Dolo Ren. Check us out on Instagram, at Productive Conversations Podcast, Twitter at Prodcomopod, and we're on TikTok, at Productive Conversations. And thank you again, Alex DeJesus, a.k.a. Dolo Ren, our associate producer, who is providing that content for each and every single one of you in the social media world. So, yes, on this final day of August, right before September begins, right before the NFL season unfolds, right before the fall, oh, the beautiful fall, especially in the Northeast, blesses us with its presence. I have one final show for you in this, I guess, technical last episode of the summer 2022 because, let's be real, summer ends after Labor Day. And on this week before Labor Day, I bring to you one of the great friends of our show. Brian McKeon joins us once again. God, I love that guy. Brian and I talk things about the NFL. We talk uh, so a little bit of a preview before our preview, which will be next week. You do not want to miss that. The Productive Conversations NFL crew is returning. And we'll be giving you weekly shows on the NFL season on top of our other great content. We have that him and I talk about the Yankees and their recent I mean I won't say recent struggles per se but uh, you know we had a terrible weekend against Oakland and that's not gonna fly but when we record this on Thursday they were on a five-game winning streak but again Just August 2022 was not kind to the Yankees. And we get into that and how much we want Aaron Judge to come back. He, I mean, he has to. This this guy is turning into a really, really prominent Yankee and an important player on this team and an important player to this fan base. And we get into how he could break our hearts if he leaves the team in the offseason season. Besides that, we, we get just we just really have fun with this podcast talking about Star Wars and cartoons, Quentin Tarantino cereals, uh, Milkcraft, which is the best ice cream place in the entire world. Located in Fairfield, Connecticut, and I believe Manchester, Connecticut or Mansfield, one of those, we get into why that place is Austin. Then we talk about my cocktails I like to make, Ernest Hemingway, and a bunch of other stuff after that. So we're all over the place, but with good reason and good purpose. And before we send you off into a wonderful Labor Day weekend... I just want to give you this amazing podcast, and here it is. Great friend of the show, Brian McKeon, joining us once again. Thank you. Let's get to it. Here we go. This
1: is a very productive conversation.
0: Girls, you look so good, won't you back that ass up? You a fine motherfucker, won't you back that ass up? You got a stupid ass, yeah. Make me laugh, yeah. Make a... Won't you grab that? Oh, wait, sorry, wrong thing. Hey, what's going on, everybody? My next guest is a great friend of the show. Started his career in an awesome way as an engineer. He is also an NFL correspondent for the show, an all-around winner. Brian McKeon, welcome back to the show, my friend.
1: Thank you, thank you, Matt. Hope all is well.
0: Oh, you know it, man. Just a little boo-boo on the top of my head, and I read the wrong notes. Yeah, you know, you like that song, Back That Ass Up by Juvenile?
1: I don't think I've heard that since like uh, middle school, but yeah, sure. (laughs) (laughs) It's definitely a little throwback to start it off. Oh, my goodness.
0: Yeah, I just wanted to see what would happen. And I didn't say any other bad words, I always said motherfucker. So, um, well, obviously.
1: That's that's basically a, a common phrase in New York. So I think you're good. At this point, right? But Brian, yeah. it's great to see you, my friend. What's going on? How have you been? How's your summer? Nothing much, man. You know, uh, work. I just started work. I uh, June 6th, I started working at a structural engineering firm downtown in Five Eyes. So getting the ropes of that now. Uh, my uh, 90 days is on uh, Labor Day, actually. So, you know, I get out of that introductory period and I'm a full-blown employee now. Look at that, and I hear
0: you, you're you going as far as to make some strides, making 3 a.m. calls with clients, being an yeah, employee know, that you are.
1: You know, you got to work. You know, I mean, whatever they need, to, you got to do it. I want to put a good impression on and everything like that. So if it's, you know, calls in the morning because the time zone differences are working late, you know, you got to put your dues in now so you can retire early and, you know, have a successful career. So while I'm still young, I still want to do that.
0: Hey, man, you're earning it, and I'm sure your new bosses are very proud of you. So, Brian, great friend of the show, as always, as we're about to start, essentially, a new season, NFL season of podcasts, Well, you'll be coming on on a weekly basis to talk all things NFL and some baseball, hopefully with the Yankees postseason run and more things beyond that. So it's great to start a new stretch of Brian McKeon podcasts. So. Before we just hang out and just talk, I want to know what are some of your early thoughts coming into this NFL season as we're recording roughly about a week and a half before uh, the kickoff? And uh, as we're recording this two week, no, yeah, two weeks from um, this Sunday will be so... We're recording this on Thursday, the 25th. It airs the 29th, Tuesday. So Mm -hmm. it'll just be about a week until the season officially kicks off. And um, so obviously we'll save all our analysis and major takes for the NFL show. I just want to know, what are you feeling initially as a Cowboy fan, um, as the season is about to unfold? What are your thoughts coming into the NFL season in a little preview before we get more in depth with it
1: sure i won't give any league pro- uh, projections i'll keep that for next week i'll give a little cowboy opinion and stuff like that on the mm-hmm. nfc East, maybe but uh i think this might be the most exciting year for the nfl um in the last decade to be honest with you because we keep on talking about the passing of the tor- torch between brady and Rogers. Um, You know, you had Big Ben retire last year. You know, Matt Ryan's getting up in age. You're seeing the the passing of the torch of quarterbacks that I grew up with and you grew up with. Like, right, we already saw Drew Brees, the Mannings retire. So it's like we've seen that now. Now it's becoming, you know, Brady's time is ticking. Rogers' time is ticking. Um, You know, there's a Super Bowl pressure on them. You know, could Brady steal another one? Could Rodgers get that elusive second ring? So mm-hmm. it's very, you know, could Matt Stafford, you know, you know, do lightning in the bottle again? Could Matt Ryan on a new team, you know, change it up? So like, we're I feel like we're going to see a lot of, um, a lot of veterans try to make a last push before, you know, they close, close the books on their career. But I also see it as a big prove it year for a lot of uncertainty in quarterbacks. So we have Jalen Hurts in Philadelphia, you know, Isia you know, sees he's a starter, but is he a franchise quarterback? Could he, you know, improve as a passer? We know his mobility. Could he take that Eagles team to the next level? You know, in my opinion, I think they should win division and make a run in the playoffs. If, you know, it's based on him. He needs to play well for that mm-hmm. to happen. Now you have Tua Tagovailoa um, in Miami. You know, is does you know does he deserving of the fifth year option getting picked up after the season? So we have a lot of things to see about him. He has Tyreek Hill now. Jalen Waddle. There really is no more uh, you know, excuses for him. Can Mac Jones and now have a good second year and improve on that rookie year? Um, you have a lot of that going on. You have can Kenny Pickett pull it away from Trubitsky? And you do um, think he's Steelers? gonna get the job? I don't As think of he's a moment get... where
0: we're Recording gets technically up
1: in the air, but uh, yeah, um, you know, I hope he doesn't get it. Me I neither, because
0: there was somebody who was more supporting in my life, a big Steelers faded and uh not anymore. So, you know, she so could be humbled by that, but
1: yeah, I just think of it. I like to see, div- I don't like rookie year, you know, new system with the Steelers, especially not a good offensive line, you know, with, you don't really see, you know, he was a good quarterback in college, you know, at Pitt, you want to see, you know, it's not the best. You know, I, Pitt's a great school football, but is it like you? You don't see it in the playoffs. You know, the competition might not be as good as other schools like in the SEC and stuff like that. So, you know, I don't want him to get thrown in the fire like Trubisky did. Yeah, right. and then lose confidence. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I also think Trubisky, I think Trebetsky's going to play very well this year. I think he's going to end up being the starter for the entire season. Um, He's the only quarterback in NFL history like for like 500 passes, I think. Um, to not have a pick six thrown yet, so you know that's a good yeah, thing going I towards. Him.
0: That. Uh, I yeah, I saw that. I know that, and he is also a former N V P The Nickelodeon.
1: Yeah, the Nickelodeon. Yeah. yeah, I'm pretty crazy. sure he made a. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he made a pro, pro Bowl, and like you know, it comes, it goes back to the age old story. The NFL, you know, quarterback is the most lucky unlucky position ever. Um, and you can't you can't win get without drafted one. unless you can't have win the with that best one. defense ever best defense ever like the Ravens in the what was it, 2000, 2001, I think yeah, it was
0: 2000 Ravens beat the uh, Giants in that Super Bowl.
1: Yeah. And then and if you look at the, like the Buccaneers yeah, the, in the early 2000s I think they had like Brad Johnson as their quarterback. Exactly.
0: Uh Jimmy Bay yeah. was good, but mostly the uh, 85 Bears was all defense, but it, it oh, happens, yeah. but it's just very rare.
1: It's very rare. And you know, you know, I also think it's about the system you go into. Like Trubisky didn't have a good team around him, so it's very hard to be successful and win that second contract when you don't have good players around you. You know, he had Allen Robinson, but besides that, he had a terrible offensive line with a weak head coach. They really didn't know what he was doing, so like you automatically got set up for trouble. So I think it just shows you more in the league that I think uh, coaches want to wait on a quarterback for a year because they don't want them to ruin them. And it's also a public image thing as well, because once you have that one bad rookie season, the second season is brutal for them. Look at Justin Fields. If he has a bad season, he's done. And it yeah, might no not be
0: anymore in the No one has patience in the Football League. And pretty much if your name is not the Browns, Jets, and Lions, you seems to have
1: a chance, but maybe yeah. you know the Lions seem pretty interesting. I think the Lions might have a shot. I, I, I'm, you know, I won't say anything about my project, projections for like you know any of the seating, but my surprise team for the NFC might be Detroit.
0: Really? Yeah. And my um, surprise team out of the NFC would be probably at this moment the Panthers, but I have, still have a week to figure that out. I think Baker Mayfield can make something of his legitimate weapons. But exactly, like you said, that's a story for another day more in depth next week. I think you can, too. But, yeah, I, I totally hear what you're saying, yeah. especially after one of the most exciting off-seasons we have with so many people moving, especially, like, just look at the AFC West. What a— what a,
1: Crazy. What it's the best division uh, best division in the history of football, besides the <laughs> <Alrighty>. NFC's. <laughs> um, no, just in the last decade, I would say. Oh, last yeah, decade, yeah. It's the best division in the last decade, easily.
0: For sure, for sure, and you've got a Super Bowl winners out of there, Broncos, the Chiefs, all one
1: Colts back in the early 2000s. Oh no, that's the NFC, AFC South number.
0: But we'll still see what uh, another year of of um, Justin Herbert what he could pull off. Yeah. Um, as you said, this era, this generation of the rogers brady stafford ryan of what's left and then you have obviously what mahomes is gonna do what herbert will do what josh allen will pull off and um we'll have a lot of fun with it giants are my giants are uh not looking so good if you really take stock into the trading camp reports especially
1: yeah i'm a little worried for them
0: and we'll see what I mean, it looks like Daniel Jones is going to start regardless, but people say Tyrod Taylor should be the one to get the job. We'll see if stay, Saquon Barkley to stay on the field. Who the hell do we even have with these weapons? We have a hurt Sterling Shepard coming back. We have Kenny Galladay, so we're still waiting for his first touchdown as a Giant. Now it's two yeah. years since that signing. Um, we don't really the tight end position is such a question mark, so I don't know. All I could say now is, uh, I hope Brian Dayball, if anyone could save Daniel Jones's career, could be the guy who uh, made Josh Allen a legitimate star.
1: Yeah, and hey, guess what? right? If he's not good, there's always a guy in Philadelphia as a backup right now. But that was a very good, that was a above average starter that got you know shit luck and got shipped out at Jacksonville. Gardner Minshew. That's always an option. Gardner Minshew. is a great bridge quarterback
0: what else do we have to lose at this point but um i'm already focusing on the guy on the guy from um ohio state and bama if we're not Mm. in a good place by uh, week five whose names i cannot remember at this moment but i will definitely
1: bryce young i think it is bryce young yes bryce Uh, young and cj shroud exactly those are Young.
0: yeah so yeah nothing to uh get too scared about
1: but um, I'll just go with I that I have one and, rule hmm? I have one rule you don't draft quarterbacks from Ohio State and Alabama yeah clearly a,
0: unless you're Joe Namath then that's it So Joe Namath
1: uh, and Mac Jones right now that's really it
0: <laughs> and then if, if anything maybe a surprise AFC team just to throw it out there um, honestly the Colts Who with Matt Ryan you still have Jonathan Taylor on there Um, defense and, uh, after their horrendous collapse in the last three weeks and preventing themselves from getting a playoff position, you really do upgrade at the position quarterback, which was needed. And, um, we'll go from there.
1: Yeah. You see, for me, I think, um, I see the unraveling of Tennessee in this season right now, just with the quarterback situation. Um, and I really think that, uh, Derek Henry's taken a beating in the last few years, and then mm-hmm. this might be the point where he starts to, you know, slow down a little bit. This they have Robert slow
0: down season, slow stuff. down
1: season, which might be a thousand, might might be thirteen hundred yards, but you know, <laughs> when you you know seven hundred yards less of two thousand is a big, you know, is a is a big, you know, loss for an offense. You know, offensive line, um, especially has after changed a year off
0: an injury too.
1: Yeah, exactly. I was
0: able to come back in the playoffs, but.
1: Too yeah, late? and remember, you got you got rid of AJ Brown. You still don't have a good tight end since Geno Smith, and your second best receiver on um, behind is uh, Traylon Burks, a rookie, and your your number one receiver right now is coming off an ACL on Robert Woods. So there's a lot of question marks with the Titans. I think Colts are a lot. but my surprise team is the Miami Dolphins.
0: With Tua, you think Tua will finally show his worth? That'll show that hey, Alabama quarterbacks can maybe make it in this league, in this the way generation. I think,
1: and uh, the you way have I think Tyreek Hill. It. Yeah, the way I think about it with talent-wise is I think they beat the Jets twice, and I think they could beat the Patriots twice just because of how the, the defense has aged so much. They lost JC Jackson at cornerback. Malcolm Butler's out for the season at cornerback. Um, they had a safety retire as well, so the secondary is pretty weak on the Patriots right now, and with a guy like Tyreek and Jalen Waddell, I just don't see that offense... Um, getting beat by that defense of new England. Plus new England has a bunch of question marks with.
0: All right. Brian is paused for a second. You still there? Hopefully Brian will be all good. So we're just going to pause it really quick and fix our technical difficulties. Be right back. All right. We are back. Brian, uh, uh, crapped out for some reason, but we're Technical still difficulties. here. Technical difficulties, but good thing the Zoom didn't resume, the Zoom did not um, mess up on my end, so we can resume this, but um, regardless, I'll just let you finish your last point. If you finish it, then we'll move on to other things. And um, you were talking about um, dolphins.
1: Yeah, the dolphins. So. Yeah, so the way I think about it is they're going to beat the Jets twice. There's no doubt about that. Um, if they beat New England twice, that's four wins. If they go 500, the rest of those games, 13, right? Right? There's 13 mm-hmm. to 7, 16, you know, There would be another 12 more games. If they go 6 and 6, right? They're 10 and 6. That's a wild card team.
0: And then you think they could at least win one, one game in the playoffs? Could they make a run?
1: Yeah, I think they listen. It's all about the offense. If Tua can play... A, if Tua could connect to Tyreek Hill and do what he did with Jalen Waddle last year and, and float around the 15th to 18th best quarterback in the league around that, I think they'll be fine. They have the Gesekia tight end. You know, they have the best cornerback doing one of the best cornerback duos in the league with uh, Byron Jones and Xavier uh, Howard. And they got a young front seven on the defense. Like there's a lot of playmakers on that team, on that defense and on offense. And, you know, They, you know, with now they have Rashid Mostert at running back, like there's a lot of opportunity for them to really grow this year. And I forget what their record was last year, but I'm pretty sure it was like it was close to 500. It wasn't anything. It wasn't uh, like drastically bad, if I remember. So I think they have potential.
0: Yes. To answer your question, they went nine and eight.
1: Yeah. So they went nine and eight, eight last year and they improved their roster.
0: Yeah, so, so and the new yeah. coach who might be the funniest coach out there already, Mike McDaniel. Yeah, I'm exactly. So excited for his press conferences, but it's pretty good stuff, Brian, um, and I can't wait to go more in-depth with you next week on it. And Absolutely. we'll go from there. Now, the other sports conversation we could have with this before we just have some fun with other things. So, you know, there was a time, Brian, where... I thought you were going to be a Yankee fan again, even though that's where we initially made Yankee Stadium. And last year was as tough as it can for a team who could still win over 95 games, or they won 92 games. And yet, it was so hopeless. I was mad. As this offseason got really strange, and I don't know. Some of these moves at first looked good, but Josh Donaldson looks like a waste. IKF is Fine defensively, but can't hit for shit. But um, Jose Trevino has been a definitely an upgrade at the same time. And then, um, but regardless, Yankees had a hot start looking good up until the uh, pretty much the third, fourth week of July. And then it got really, really bad. Standing gets hurt, mm-hmm. but standing has returned since yeah, today, I think. a, yep, to, returns today at the time of this recording against Oakland. Um, huge two game sweep on the Mets. I saw you were there for the Subway I was Series. The,
1: one of the best games that I've ever been in my life.
0: What a good time there! And I hit my parlay. My there.
1: first Subway Series. Really? I, my first Subway down? Series. Oh, it was electric.
0: Awesome, awesome time. But now we are at. Um, we're about to hit September. Yankees have a nice, comfortable lead in the AL East. yet some concerns with more injuries are, have taken place, Nestor Cortez, but some people think that he's literally just going to rest. There's nothing catastrophic. Mm-hmm. Um, after some big wins, especially even though they needed to win, beat Toronto the last game of the series last week, and um, now they're playing a weak Oakland team, and hopefully by time when this is released, they can win three out of four
1: yeah you looking can, uh, right now they're they're zero, zero on the top of the second
0: one out okay good good yeah. um but regardless there was a time where i thought you were going to not be yankee fan but now even though the beginning pretty much all of august looked like it was going to be a down the downhill spiral the yankees are now uh back on track in one way or the other. So I wanted mm-hmm. to say, Brian, how do you feel about the Yankees at this moment before we hit September? And hopefully we have a postseason run ahead of us.
1: So I would say that I'm still in the exact same feeling as I was last year about the Yankees. Okay. Um, I, if you could look back in conversations we've had, in text and stuff, and I could even ask my parents and my brothers and sisters about combos and my friends on combos with the Yankees this year, I haven't drank the Kool Aid or believed in them still because they will not learn their lesson year after year. Mm-hmm. And like I mentioned in the previous podcast when we talked a few months, a couple of months ago, they still rely on the home run ball to win games. Mm. And that will be. There. And it's very funny. I'm a cowboy and a Yankee fan, and I'm I'm like I'm, you know like I'm a realistic cowboy fan. I'm a realistic Yankee fan. I'm almost like Stephen A. Smith at this point now because I just <laughs> criticize these teams all day, and people are like, "How do you like them?" I do, but it's it's aggravating to watch the Yankees sometimes because they rely so much on the home run ball. Like Andrew Benintendi, I was so happy, so happy they got that signing. IKF. Amazing signing, in my opinion, because they're moving in the direction of contact hitting. Yes. D.J. LeMahieu, still, you know, he's having a down year, but still contact hitting. It's a a necessity in this game to be able to play the slow ball and be able to contact hit and not rely on the home run. And if you notice, right, the first 60 games of the season, they went 44-16. and That's .733 win percentage, right? How could you not be
0: excited when a team is literally winning 700?
1: Yeah, I was happy, but I noticed tendencies though. In those 16 games, it's when they didn't get home runs. If you look at those 16 games, I think only uh, I was looking today. I think like less than half of them um, had a home run in it. Which other games no home runs? Mm-hmm. That's a little con- that was concerning to me because they can not rely. They rely so heavy on the home run. Um, I think it was something like 75 to 80 percent of the games that they played, and one of the 44 they hit a home run in. So you're you know you have these home run re-, re- teams um now, look at the second the, now they played sixty four games since that it was, todays their hundred mm-hmm. and twenty fifth game they're thirty two and thirty two
0: ooh five hundred ball that is they're not five hundred with they the
1: bullpen that team. you
0: don't know what the hell's going on with them,
1: yeah. They're the first, I read in the Daily News last Saturday. the first team ever to go forty-four and sixteen, and then go below five hundred in the second sixty games.
0: Isn't that embarrassing?
1: That's embarrassing. That just shows you inconsistency. I think it starts with the general manager. I think it starts with you know the coaching. I think Aaron Boone is an okay coach. I don't think he's a great they did coach. Bring back. They did resign him. You know I wasn't happy about it. And remember, mm-hmm. who did I say I wanted the Yankees to become a head coach? Do You remember?
0: Was it Buck Showalter
1: Buck Showalter? And yeah. look at the Mets right now.
0: They're they're slowly going to take over this town.
1: They're I a think. sound baseball team, too.
0: Yeah, there's there's not one bad hole. They know how to hit for contact. They know how to hit for power. They have a complete bullpen, which we thought Clay Holmes. Wow, this guy could be a closer for the next few years. And now he's hurt and yeah. then he's just not confident anymore. He, whether you're doing with F Ross, but he just got hurt. Um, yeah.
1: I Chapman actually have the clearly list. Isn't
0: getting, Chapman isn't getting the position. Weisaka got the save against the Mets, but I think that's the major problem. But one of the major things in the first thing you said is the GM. It all goes mm-hmm. to the GM, Brian Cashman. And if you look at who we picked up in the second half, all of them are been terrible. Ben said he started to hit a little bit, but... Um Montez yeah. looks, looks so lost in pen stripes like never before. I know initially mm-hmm. he did have he was on the bereavement list and you can't pound the guy that day get St. Louis, but and this starts after that. You're like, oh my God, this this guy is literally seeing ghosts out there. Mm-hmm. Um again, F Ross looked good, but he's hurt. So what are what are you gonna do? And then trading Jordan Montgomery, who looks like if there was a second half Cy Young Award winner, mm-hmm. he's gonna get it. And he I have getting, it on my
1: paper right now. now.36 ERA. And you trade it for
0: Harrison Bader, who is in a walking booth with a mm-hmm. uh, planter. If, fashion status, is. if yeah. that's how to if I'm pronouncing it right. So if you're Brian Cashman, do you think your job's on the line? I mean, you're in a contract year and you're having at this moment, despite a very comfortable lead, you're having a just terrible, terrible, terrible trade deadline is looking really bad. And even if the Yankees can win, how are they going to four game series when you don't even know? What Garrett Cole's gonna do. I mean, he's looking really, really like, wow, we're stuck with this dude. And ultimately, the guy who has given us hope and probably is the reason why we're not picketing at Yankee Stadium, Aaron Judge, on his way to an MVP year, didn't resign. And wouldn't that be the ultimate FU if he leaves the Yankees? And listen, if I'm Aaron Judge, you are literally treated like a god here. Mm-hmm. You're on that level. We we're literally on the pace to be the next captain of the Yankees, which they don't just give to anybody.
1: They should have named him this year if they wanted to keep him.
0: Yeah. And you are on track to beat the American League home run record. If you hit 62 past Roger Barris without the juice too, I mean, how more can you add to your legacy? And that he would just imagine and if he decides to just go to San Francisco for more money. At the end of the day, that is their judge's decision. I mean, I, I agree. I would be pretty pissed. And, of course, this if I don't know if you saw the um, the schedule release. The Giants are playing the Yankees. They're coming to Yankee Stadium in this first year where every team's going to play each other. That was a yeah. collective bargaining agreement. Of course, they did that on purpose. Yeah, it would way. only make sense. And wow. if he shows up in a Yankee uniform, a Giant uniform, well, if, if, if you see these, this, the, these same trends, can you somewhat blame the guy? Not necessarily. I can't be like, well, if this team clearly is not winning and we keep going year after year with the, with the same mm-hmm. type of baseball team, then we're literally insane. I wouldn't necessarily blame him to go somewhere else. But at the same time, if you just stay here, you are – you won't have to buy a beer in New York ever again, and you'll be in a special war. And then you will have to uh um take into account that if he decides to leave, he does, he's the one deciding to leave. So a lot thrown in there, but if I'm Brian Cashman and if I lead this mega collapse, if I create a team that has a mega collapse and my star player leaving, I mean he's gotta go. How how can you? sell your fan base. We're going to bring yeah, this guy still. back. And with all due respect to Cashman, he's been the GM since 1998. Yeah. 25 years. How many ranks? If if you're going by the true of him. So mm-hmm. it's technically four, but you know, three of them were under the uh, G Michael regime. Yeah. Those are the guys who he was the one who drafted, who drafted mm-hmm. Bernie Williams, Jeter, yeah, uh, traded for O'Neal, vice versa.
1: Yeah, so go Look, off the of 1998 draft class.
0: Exactly. There's only one true ring that's his, quote unquote, yeah. his.
1: I and, mean, that ha- and, and that, that uh, most of that team was still from the old regime. Literally,
0: right? Exactly. So, so
1: what does that really show you?
0: It's time for a change. Listen, I for, give him credit. He's definitely one of the best GMs. Never having a losing season within that. But at the end of the day, it's about bringing hope championships, and we haven't even been there in thirteen years. And if you yeah. talk about uh, that regime again since ninety eight, you've all or we'll, we'll go back after the dynasty year, since two thousand. You've only been a two World Series within that uh, twenty three year span.
1: And let's really think about his drafting. Like he really doesn't draft well. He's good with get getting his star players treated for. Other prospects. Yeah, he's good at tricking out.
0: GMs to uh, exactly. giving their players away.
1: Like I'm trying to remember, did he draft Aaron Judge, or he actually traded for him as a, a prospect? I don't remember his up, upbringing.
0: He is a Aaron Judge is a true draftee.
1: He is a true drafty. Okay, so yeah. he hit on that. But you know, Clay, Clay Batoris was I'm pretty sure, um, in the Indians farm system yeah, from the the Andrew Miller. Oh, the Cubs. Yeah,
0: uh, they traded him for Chapman, and Chapman. Labor is not living up to his potential.
1: No. Yeah, and you know it's like it's very it's aggravating. Um, yeah, like in my eyes, if when they lose in the ALCS to the Toronto Blue Jays, um, I he's getting fired. There's no doubt in my mind. I just don't. At the end of the day, they can't beat the Astros, um, no. but they're good enough to beat all those other teams. But a bad, I just it's the consistency. Could they play a four game series? You know, could they play those win those four games when they need to? You know what I mean? That's the hard thing with them. And And I just
0: wish they would play harder to get that home field advantage. It clearly shows you need
1: it. You need the home field advantage. Listen, New York is the best place to play in because of that electricity in the Bronx, East 161st street. It's, it's, it's pandemonium. You need that in, you need that help. There's a reason why you were supposed to win home games and you know, you don't play at a neutral site. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's reasons for it. There's psychological effects. You know what I mean, and just like the injuries right now too are really bad for them. They're like, it's it's listen, it's it's poor, it's poor roster management, it, but it's also injuries. Like we go poor roster management. You should have kept Jordan Montgomery. You should, in hindsight, you shouldn't have given Garrett Cole all that money. <laughs> you know, oh, you know what man. I mean. The um, Joey Joey Gallo is playing lights out for the Dodgers right yeah. now. Yeah, ridiculous. You
0: know, I, I will give. I will give. A little past for that because that's just that's just strange. But that's
1: just strange. But like, look, Benintendi. That's still though, yeah, uh, yeah. and is a better option for him. Like, you've been relying on Hicks in center field for years. Always, and he's, and
0: he's just straight up benched at this point.
1: Yeah, you listen. You signed, you signed Josh Donaldson, right? And in the same time, you burned the bridge of Miguel Andahar.
0: Yeah, that that's really that's a tough. That's one. the I don't know why they why they didn't trade him.
1: It's so sad because, like, he was – I'm pretty sure he, as a rookie, he led the league in doubles and RBIs.
0: He should have been a – he should have won the like MVP, uh, MVP. He should have won Rookie of the Year in 18.
1: Rookie, rookie of the Year. It's very sad because it, that kid's demoralized now. Yeah. and you know what I mean? You're on this biggest stage in a sport playing well and you get hurt. And, like, my – I'm always opinion of if you get hurt, you should have the ability to try to, try to get back in your starting spot. They never gave him that option again because of uh, LeMayhew. When really they should have shifted LeMayhew to second, a shortstop, and had him at third again. Or even the outfield, if you think about it, in the last years, left field's always been a question mark because judges are, or center field, we had Clint Frazier playing there at some points. We he had wouldn't Judge Stanton out. switching around. Like there was no reason why he couldn't have been an outfielder or just an everyday kind of guy, or even in the man, why couldn't he be in the Matt Carpenter role? It's very confusing to me why they did that to Miguel Andelar, and I think they're going to regret it. Yeah,
0: and well, you honestly, as you said, it's, it's just so weird because the big thing, you're going to keep Cole and Stanton, you'll at least have them for six more seasons. Yeah, And if you if Judge decides to leave, you should rebuild at this point. You're never gonna hit lighting the bottle. And the only thing that sucks against Judge is his age. Or we're gonna tell him you shouldn't have gone to college, asshole. Yeah. Well, we're not gonna do that. So I'm not gonna fault Judge for that in his age. But, um,
1: you know, I was a proponent of them getting signing Juan Soto, trading for Juan Soto to try to put pressure on Judge.
0: Yeah, and I he claimed Cashman claimed that they never even were interested. But there you go. Um, even though San Diego they'll make the playoffs, but they, they are not looking good, so yeah, far, they're a mess.
1: Tatis is hurt and suspended,
0: yeah. The but Soto with that uh left handed short with that left handed swing in the short porch, he would have been in good place, but no, it yeah, makes absolutely. Sense. I mean, I guess if the season ended today, you need to this isn't working, you need to have new people look at this. This the yeah. baby bombers type of team. As you said, rely on the home run ball. Um, you only have one stellar ace in Cole by name, but he's not been pitching big in big situations. Nestor Cortez maybe something there, but um, Frankie Montez, I don't think even deserves a start in the playoffs record.
1: Yeah, no, I, I agree. I also think there's been some bad luck. You got to so, remember. Like, yeah. no one expected Severino to have injuries like he did. He was their race and Cole was going to be the number two guy before he got hurt. That's like and what even, it was going to be. Even make.
0: Seve said, I stopped the other 60 a day. He still thinks he still got the left, but I'm not a trainer. Yeah. So I won't debate. I'm yeah. just going off of his word.
1: And then look at Domingo Herman. He was playing lights out before he got that suspension.
0: Yeah. And he did pitch well
1: against the Mets. So maybe he's. yeah. No, he yeah, I, I was at the game. He pitched well. And then listen, it just comes down to injuries. And I have the injury report. I wrote down, mm-hmm. um, And this is why we're losing. It's pitching. Nestor Cortez, groin, he's out to September 6th. Domingo Herman calf, he's out till August 27th. Clay Holmes is back, he's out till August 29th. This is the earliest they can come back. Uh, Miguel Castro, uh, shoulder, September 9th. Chad Green's out for the season with an elbow. Efro, September 9th. Zach Britton, September 2nd, is saying he might be able to come back sooner. Albert Abreu, September September 9th. Matt Carpenter's foot—he's earliest probably out for the season might come back for the playoffs. September 29th. Giancarlo Stanton today. Michael King out for the season. That's a lot of injuries. And if you looked, I only named two people that are not pitching.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We have no bullpen. And that no was a
0: that was a big key when we were winning at the beginning. Always,
1: this. no one was even literally even normal. if even if you look in the late. 20 in the late 20 uh teens of the 2000s, right? 2016 to like 2020. Jason Shreve, Chad Green, um, David Robinson. We had a Batanzas, chat. We had a bullpen. And that was like we had bad starting pitching, but as long as they gave up a run or two, just kept it under like three runs, we were fine. Yeah. Now we keep it zero score to the sixth inning, and then we let we let everything open up. It's, it's now it's, we have the reverse it's, problem
0: it's it's as dog days of summer as it's been for the bombers and at this point all we could just see is uh if they take advantage of um playing uh, you know they're played some weaker teams in the next couple weeks um all we could hope is that their chemistry rekindles and, and can't lose they 15 chemistry. to 17 again.
1: Yeah, okay. I think they have chemistry. I think it comes just into the fact that I just don't think they're a good baseball team. I think they got hot at the right time, and they have the best player in the league right now, and Aaron Judge playing lights out, and I think they all fed off that. And this team only goes as good as Aaron Aaron Judge does. He had a slump after the 60 games for a couple of games, and it just snowballed from there. Rizzo started playing a little bad. People started getting hurt. I got hurt, too, what, at one point. Yeah, you got to remember, once Stanton gets Stanton gets out and Carpenter gets out, that's a lot of home runs now gone. Like, a Carpenter was averaging a home run every other game at one point. You know what I mean? Yeah. Off the bench. Like, that's like that – you hear, like, Carpenter and Stanton are momentum players. You know what I mean? Like, they might not always be, you know, on point, on the spot, you know, consistent sometimes, but when they do strike – Causes a emotional change in the team for the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. When you see a home run from Carlos Stanton, it goes all the way to the second deck. It's just how it is. And he's Even been clutched before. He's and he has been in the playoffs. So he has been for he, us. He's.
0: I think him back in the lineup will be major, and he should be playing every day for the next final six weeks of the season.
1: Same. Put and him at DH. He doesn't need to play the field.
0: No, it doesn't. So let's start it here. Let's take it slow. You do have a comfortable lead where you well you don't have to experiment and do different lineups and stuff, but you could at least just win get ball games. We're clearly not going to win the hundred to 120 games that people thought at first, but yeah, that's baseball, Susan, and yeah. can't predict is,
1: baseball. No,
0: you can't. So remember, the team who wins the World Series isn't the best team; it's the hottest.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: So this is their chance to uh, gain some momentum. And then uh, we could have an enjoyable October, especially if the Jets oh, and boy. Giants have terrible seasons once again.
1: But you never know about the Jets. Joe Flacco might take you guys so far away when say, they realize Zach Wilson's not the future.
0: Oh, man. Do you think Zach Wilson and uh, his mother's best friend had s- relations? Do you believe
1: Oh, absolutely. It? Come on now. Come on now. <laughs> have, have we not heard the song Stacy's Mom? <laughs> <laughs> Clearly it's a, a situation. Lot- so listen, if I, I, should, I bet I, I, I bet I bet two thirds of uh, people would probably in similar in similar situations might just say, you know what, I'm Zach Wilson. I might just why not?
0: At this point, and then he gets listen, he's, hurt. <laughs> he's building up his
1: Joe name reputation. He just has to play it play. And you know, like I, I I root for the kid because, like, listen, there's nothing worse than injuries. I rather you play and suck than always get hurt and be the what if.
0: The best ability is availability. Exactly. You
1: have to be dependable and accountable,
0: (laughs) but just back to baseball, as we wrap this up, um, New York Yankees, this is clearly, I think the season where we're at a crossroads, if you at least win the pennant, then maybe we got something here. If not, something's got to change because we've been doing the same damn system. for five straight seasons now. And we're fire sale,
1: fire sale
0: at this point is clearly not working. I wouldn't, um, I want to be opposed, just somehow, some way.
1: Make sure I would trade every. I would trade every single player under the age of twenty, above the age of twenty-seven. If they if they don't make the if they if they don't make it past the ALCS, I trade every single player above the age of twenty-seven.
0: You have to now. You do have some pretty uh, exciting prospects. Anthony Volpe. Hopefully yeah. it's your shortstop of the future, Jason Dominguez. yeah, And uh, and
1: you even got like Cabrera's playing now, Floreal. Like, you got, listen, like, yeah. you know, it's, it's it's harder than in this time of the season to get called up when you're, the team's playing bad because it's like you can't ride that high if they're on a hot streak and get called up. So, mm. like you know, they're struggling a little bit, but like, they're good ball players, You know what I mean? So, like, we have a future. It's just, you know, can Aaron Judge wait it out? That's the question.
0: And if I really think if he's smart and if he at least just gets, I don't know, six years, 40 million to start. I'm just, I'm just spitballing, putting head uh, numbers in my head. And if he at least, at least if the contract's worth over 250 to 300 million, Mm -hmm. just take it, man, because you're going to, add a major legacy to your career as well. Oh absolutely who care they don't care about baseball in San Francisco like they do here in New York.
1: No, they were they worried about veggie wraps and you know the Golden Gate Bridge right over there. And the Warriors. So exactly. That's all that matters. Like in my eyes with him too, why are you gonna leave a market like New York when you're a top player in the league? You're probably gonna make the same amount of money in New York from this branding and marketing itself. Yeah. So it's like, you know, you go to a small place San Francisco is a big city, but it's a small town for for sports. Like you're not getting that exposure. You're, you know, you're not the number one team in 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 a sports city or with the Warriors. You know what I mean? So, and California is such a big state too. There's so many other teams and stuff like that. and multi sports. New York, it only it only has two baseball teams, only has two football, has three football teams. You know what I mean? It has two basketball teams. So it's like it's a it's a smaller. Smaller area, more dense population, bigger history—you have more chance to make money. And you
0: know how hard it is to get the New York fan on your side—not oh, only yeah. love you, but be love you. Yeah. And if he walks away from that, that that'll be a hard pill to swallow. Especially if he doesn't at least produce a World Series for us.
1: I also think he has to realize this taxes too. Like California yeah. probably has hard. Look at the Freddie Freeman. Did you see that? Freddie Freeman would have took the Atlanta deal that his agent never told him because yeah, that's, he wouldn't. That's, that's a crazy story. It was Casey less closer. money. It was less money than the Dodgers deal, but it would have been more money because of taxes in California compared to Atlanta.
0: Yeah. I want to see if that, uh, the, uh, um, lawsuit, he sued, he sued the reporter who, uh, made that claim. I want to see how uh, that all unfolds, but,
1: yeah, that's very unfortunate. You know, that's that sucks because I bet he's going to regret that for the rest of his life now. I, I wouldn't be shocked if he tries to go back there.
0: Yeah, he, he clearly he was getting emotional when he came back in a Dodger uniform. And,
1: yeah. you know, he helped
0: win them a World Series. You know, Atlanta, that was their second ever championship within like ever.
1: Hey, I, like, they might they might get no Falcons, do it again Bowl, this year.
0: No Atlanta Flashers when they were a thing. Stanley mm-hmm. Cup, the Hawks. Have it was, have it won. So, I
1: think they won maybe in the 50s, maybe.
0: Yeah, and I, uh, yeah, uh, let me uh, just quickly fact check that I don't think they've ever won an NBA finals. And if they did, it as the Hawks franchise, it was someone else, but, 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 but yeah, one championship 1958. All right, yeah, as the St. Louis Hawks.
1: Yes, um, if I'm correct, it. I think did Bill Russell play a year for them?
0: Let's let's check it out. Rest in peace.
1: Yes. It's he all my mind. Time.
0: No, he never played for the Celtics. He,
1: he just, got drafted. I mean, for the maybe I forget. Yes, he did, of, get, he did. get. He did get drafted. Dra-
0: got drafted. Second overall. Nineteen fifty six to the
1: Haw- to the Hawks.
0: Yes. Let's see how how did they mess that up? Uh, <laughs> that might be the
1: biggest mistake in trade history ever.
0: Is drafted here. St. Louis Hawks owed so the second pick, drafted Russell, but were vying for the Celtic center Ed Maculaney, a six-time NBA All-Star who had roots to St. Louis. Red Auerbach agreed to trade McIulaney for, um, for Bill Russell.
1: Wow, look at that. I'm shocked I pulled that out.
0: <laughs> this God, is why we the-
1: love you and have you with us, Alex. I- I mean, Random facts, Brian. You call me whatever you want. Random facts.
0: See, you real one. That's what I'll call you. So, Yankees,
1: when get hot
0: in September, and we'll be okay. And I'm sure we'll uh, do some shows right before the postseason to make sure of that. Mm-hmm. So let's go, Yankees. This is your time now. Yes, All right, sir. let's uh, just hang out and talk about some other things. So, I just have a nice list of things in my head you know what i saw brian there is a shortage of substitute teachers across the country really i guess so now when you and i were in school when it was a substitute teacher day how could you not be excited especially greatest, when you had the cool greatest sub. day ever the worst was when you had the, the bad sub but uh geez, what memories, what poor substitute teachers we tortured. And um, I think now that pretty much if you're substitute teaching, you'll just have kids on their phone not bothering you. But, you know, back in our day, and even probably earlier, like the 70s, 80s, 90s, when there wasn't any phones whatsoever, like they really (laughs) messed with them. (laughs) I remember once, oh, this poor woman, um, Someone put gum in this woman's hair.
1: Terrible! Cool. Terrible! All
0: right, and and um, I remember once that somebody had a faulty chair. Substitute gets up, puts the faulty chair, falls, sits on the chair, psh, cracks everywhere. I remember there was this kid. His name was John. Boy, laughing! I hear that laughter this day. Ha! Ha! I was like, oh, my God, did she earn yeah, her one hundred and fifty dollars? What were you like with substitute teachers? Were you that a uh, troublemaker kid or were you uh, having some fun with them? Maybe I don't know. You befriended them or whatever.
1: I was a kid that did the assignment and then ran a book. I was a nerd. I'm, I will always oh. say that I was a nerd. Um, my fondest memories of subs, though is one in middle school. I forget his name. Um, He's an older gentleman came in with a TV and um, goosebumps and he would go, your your teacher left this work for you guys, but somehow it got lost in the transition from her mailbox to this room. So mm-hmm. we're going to watch goosebumps today. Now that's Mr. Ba- his name was, his name was Mr. Bailey. That's what it was. Mr. Bailey. Sounds like a substitute. Name. That's such a great name. man. I'm pretty sure he was like a veteran. And then and, and he like, as part time he became a sub, like he just gave Vietnam flashback vibes. <laughs> cool dude. Cool dude. Really chill. We would do Goosebumps. And you remember that 90s dinosaur, like, kids' TV show? I can't think of the name of it. It's, like, The Planet, something like that.
0: Was it, was it like, puppets? Or was it, like, Like, animated?
1: puppets, almost. Like, puppets, yeah.
0: I know what you're talking about. Like, I can picture the ugly, scary, Barney-looking puppets.
1: There. Yeah, and, like, one of them was, like, a baby. And it was in a high chair, if you remember.
0: Yeah. What? I think it was literally called Dinosaurs. You could watch it on Disney
1: Plus. Yeah, I think that was it. Great show, by the way. I might if it's on Dennis Disney Plus, I'll start watching that again.
0: You'll start watching it to put it on after this podcast.
1: Oh, absolutely. I'm big into cartoons again, man. I've been watching SpongeBob Left and Right. Ooh. What um
0: what were some of those classic cartoon shows that you would put on? Next to SpongeBob, like me, obviously SpongeBob with iconic episodes at this point. You have Ed, Ed, and Eddie. Powder, yes. Powder Puff Girls, um, Looney Tunes. Uh, yep.
1: Hey Arnold. Hey Arnold! Now that's a Hey Arnold! Show right. There. Hey Arnold! That show hits rude. the
0: string. Yeah. String
1: right there. <laughs> Cat Dog. Cat Dog. Of course. Rugrats. Rugrats. The Cowardly. Oh, was it? Courageous. The Cowardly Dog. Curry's The Cowardly Dog. Now I that. Courage. That show, like. I
0: want, you know, when you get older, like people make those analysis videos, they get really deep. Curse yeah, of dark. dark. Oh, it was really scary. Returned the flask or suffered by curse?
1: Yeah, that was a, that was a fucked up show. Uh, Kid show though. Oswald was my shit. Oswald, Oswald, Oswald the was, uh, so octopus? the octopus is my yeah. shit. I I remember to this day. I still use a phrase from it. The case of the Arctic sniffles. It was when the penguin had a cold and he called it the Arctic sniffles. Uh. To this day. If I have a cold and someone asks me what I have, yeah, I got that Arctic sniffles. And they go, "You quoting Oswald?" And I'm like, "Damn straight."
0: I am taking that one. I loved um, one thing I learned about courage. It shows you you don't have to be scared of everything. If you just focus, you can figure stuff out.
1: Oh yeah, mind doesn't uh, matter,
0: dude. um... What else? Hey Arnold. Um, hey Arnold goes deep and in oh, like so good. such brilliant writing.
1: Another, yeah, fantastic. Like, like,
0: the Christmas episode, like it shouldn't be on it like a classic hbo drama if you remember mr Yoon, a vietnam v- refugee who lost his daughter in the vietnam war and mm-hmm. just a 10 year old boy connected them together on christmas day like come on
1: like who got that writing like who thought of that right, That was definitely a real t- story yeah for a television uh a 90s for a kids kids show that's what i think the funny thing is though it's like all those kids shows had such adult references like spongebob is the most inappropriate show ever Isn't watching it as an bottom. older person yeah bikini bottom how about like the political views in it hey patrick what am what am i stupid no i'm texas
0: oh <laughs>
1: <laughs> and it's right where george Bush is president it's just funny like there's this like things in it that you don't realize until you're older
0: yeah, and you know, I worked briefly in children's television, and like, they're fine. I mean, there's nothing I thought well, got awful, but I think they just told these shows to dumb down for kids. I think, yeah, execs say that, like, like these are legitimate storylines and imagination, adult references. And when they were making, they were relatively new. You know, Nickelodeon, mm-hmm. and Cartoon Network, Disney Channel started in the 80s. There wasn't, yeah, you know, making children's shows back then, so they just knew what worked, what did it. And I couldn't tell you who's, what shows are on now television shows. I mean, if anybody's interviewing for
1: those jobs, I was like, yeah, I watch. I I don't know. But um, what do they watch Henry danger now or something like that? Like what? I I don't even know what a cartoon is anymore. Oh, Peppa pig. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Children's cartoon. Um, Yeah.
0: Yeah. Pretty much regular show. That's as far as I go. Regular show, which is pretty brilliant.
1: Yeah, and I won't watch kids shows. I I think that that's a big one now, like the Pig and stuff like that. But like, I guess Rick and Morty is like the closest thing that we have to now.
0: I'll be yeah on Adult Swim, and that, yeah. that's some brilliant stuff right there. You know, that's a uh, pretty much a. I think it's pretty obvious, but a homage to Back to the Future. Oh yeah, and Marty, Rick and Morty, like come on. Yeah,
1: it's so easy. Uh, I love it. That's actually show. that's a really good show. What show I still like.
0: I mean, new seasons start now. If we're going to transition to adult cartoons is uh Simpsons.
1: Oh, yeah. I always put that on just in the background. Family Guy will always be my favorite, though. Oh, yeah.
0: Um, that, that's a fun YouTube rabbit hole. Awesome. Family Guy jokes.
1: Oh, it's amazing. My favorite one is when uh, Peter is about to shoot the deer and then the deer points behind him and it's all the deers around him with wooden clubs beating his ass.
0: <laughs> I like uh, probably my favorite Family Guy joke um oh geez i should uh, i should know this um i like the italian stereotypes in the star oh yeah so Mm
1: -hmm.
0: you shut up with the shut up uh stuff like that um that's funny what
1: else don't
0: south South Park's still rolling strong too
1: i never watched south park I, i don't know how i yeah i never got into it um but I always wanted to try it. It's like the way I like, you know, with commuting to work now, it's like 45 minutes each way on a bus. Like I've been trying to watch TV shows in within between 45 minutes, within 45 minutes. Like I've been doing Peaky Blinders. So, like the next thing I'm going to do, I think is going to be like Rick and Morty or um, mm. South Park.
0: South Park's great. And yeah. um, I haven't watched the recent seasons. Like now they do more movies, TV movies and stuff, mm. but they've been, they know how to stay relevant for over 25 years. That's cool. One of my favorite stories. Yes, it's ninety-seven. Matt Stone and Trey Parker are legends, and like Mm. you know, they create amazing with South Park, Book of Mormon, Team America, World Police, basketball. Like they are as good as it gets in comedy writing. Basketball, And, (laughs) and one of the most fascinating stories they were on Bill Simmons, and this was after the. A 2016 election where we know trump wins and they thought hillary wins so yeah. they made an entire episode focusing on hillary winning because they're able to produce a show within make it as relevant as possible because of how they produce the show like yeah so they one of the initial ideas after hillary we can't deliver the show hillary won literally they thought of an idea of putting on a black screen Listen, we didn't expect this to happen, so we don't have an episode here, and they're just going to leave that screen for 30 minutes, but you no, know, they hauled ass, literally took advantage of 24 hours, and made a whole new episode out of it.
1: Did they ever show the Hillary one?
0: No, I don't think so. Maybe See, they'll show be up cool. one day on like a DVD release. Well, no, they don't do those anymore. Maybe, Maybe like just, an,
1: an anniversary?
0: Yeah, they'll just throw it up on HBO Max or whatever. Yeah, that'd
1: be cool. I would like to watch that.
0: Yeah, so... I think you really get into that history of South Park and the South, the first South Park movie, bigger, longer, cut is really, really good mm. um, to watch. Yeah. Then, you know, the, if we talk cartoons and animation, like the animation movies, one thing I just, now I'm not opposed, but I've really, I a lot of people our age watch these animated movies like uh, Luca. Uh, what's the one what with the, we don't talk about Bruno.
1: Oh, I don't know, but uh, I forget. I forget with that one, but I don't know, like Coco. Yeah, Coco. Coco I mean, was the, really good. Coco was great. I cried in Coco.
0: Oh, I, I see. They really know how to pull your heartstrings and also oh, honor, yeah, They, uh, they also heritage. honor uh, yeah, all these heritage. We'll say this is going to be the Italian movie. This will be the, the Columbia. Yeah, movie. they
1: really did. And they hit <laughs> deep every time. And I'm like, come on, man. Like, what are we doing here? Right. So I pretty
0: much stu- I'm not opposed to. I will watch these movies. I love watching every movie. You know me, but yeah. I did watch Inside Out, and I also haven't had anybody, I haven't had a significant other in a while to to watch mm. these type of movies with. So I'm, I am figured I'll save it all for that time.
1: Yeah. Uh, Toy Story I'll 4 tell was you,
0: probably the latest one I did. I haven't seen that
1: yet. But talk about a throwback animated movie, greatest of all time. Oh, it's animated and partially live action. Yeah. Osmosis Jones
0: yeah that is kind of crazy how they pulled that off when I was a kid I saw that in the theater
1: I I saw that in the substitute teacher
0: (laughs) and they did like you know osmosis was I mean was he I think think it was like a white
1: blood cell in uh, Bill Murray's body
0: yeah what the hell who would have thought of this um then he had his friend was a literal pill
1: yeah like (laughs) it's honestly like really genius like to think about that because like that's yeah. a great way to describe I bet I wonder how many kids watched that and became doctors or went into the medical field because <laughs> that's a big that's a big influence though, you know. That's yeah. what you know and cartoons are very white good.
0: blood cell in yeah. osmosis jodes. Yeah. Uh, and Dill. media, it's great for that. Let's see. Please. Tell me if you agree with this um consensus. Oh mm. wait, first the funniest meme ever during COVID was when they had the villain of Osmosis Jones. This is, Jones COVID, yeah. this is what COVID looks like. <laughs> Played by the great Lords Fishburne. His name was uh, Thrax.
1: Yeah. Anthrax, basically.
0: <laughs> An extremely deadly patho- pathogenic agent. Ooh, that does sound scary. So...
1: Do but it agree? also gave, it gave like Cold War, like, like some World War II Nazi vibes too, though. Like, in the <laughs> and like it was very like dystopian, like, oh, what's man. going on here?
0: Dude, I there was apparently a deleted scene where they, were, where they ran into his semen. Oh, God. <laughs> and they just couldn't, you know, kids yeah, didn't I, get I, it then.
1: I would like, I wouldn't want to watch that as a kid. But I also like, as an adult, like, I don't want to be seeing that with Bill Murray. I'm
0: good. <laughs> so... How much stock do you take in a tomatoes? Personally, I think it's great. I, I think I, it's pretty I just, accurate. I think, I think it's pretty accurate. I would say for every 10 reviews, I agree with nine of them. Yeah, I agree with you. But some hardcore cinephiles think it's too, like... They don't believe it's that accurate because anybody can add to the score and it's it's up to open to interpretation. But you know what? Fuck. Yeah, it's mostly right. And the I love reading critical consensus. Mm. Like I can literally do a whole podcast reading critical consensus. To you. you should. They said for Osmosis Jones, 56. So according to them, it's just an OK movie. But
1: I'd I give it 65. That. You know what I think it is, to be honest, cinematography. And that it's a little weak. Like, I Mm -hmm. think it it wasn't as sharp, the live action in it, because I bet they didn't have the budget because they were doing so much animation.
0: Well, Brian, I think you could be a critic. According to Rotten Tomatoes, it says, the animated portion of Osmosis is zippy and fun, but the live action portion is lethargic.
1: Wow. See, that that's easy right now. That is, you know what? I I think I might have to go play the slots now down in Linux City after that.
0: Some of these uh, references, the use of gross out humor in the film's live action sequences as seen in most films directed by the Fairley Brothers, who I do like, was widely criticized. But which, yeah, like the uh, live zit, that was pretty
1: gross. Yeah, it was was a little I remember it was like almost a blurry a little bit. Like, but it's also like (laughs) that was just the time. Like, that's just like how it was.
0: Yeah, this movie came out in 01. We've gone a long way since then. But yeah, yeah, animated parts were praised for their plot and fast pace in contrast with the criticize live action sequence. So yeah, you hit that. Oh man, they should have. I remember they had a show called Ozzy and Drix. Mm.
1: Oh, here's another animated movie. Mm -hmm. Golden we will watch it anytime, any day, anywhere with anyone. Ratatouille. Oh, guess what? I've never seen Ratatouille once. We need to change that. I will come over to watch Ratatouille with you and make Ratatouille.
0: Awesome. We could do uh, some responsible shenanigans while we do that. Oh, I'm sure. This got a 96. Rob yeah. Tomatoes said fast paced and stunningly animated. Ratatouille adds another delightful, entertaining entry and a rather unlikely hero to the Pixar canon." What year was that? 2007.
1: Yeah. And you know what? If you think about it, that prob- that really kicked off animation again because it had a low in those early 2000s. Well, yeah. I, mean, I was thinking cars- about Toy Story was done already. Cars what didn't happen yet.
0: Oh, say so. You go. You have the ultimate hot streak. Toy Story one, Bugs, which is underrated. Bugs is um, great. Bugs, um, b- sorry, Bugs Life. Uh, Toy yeah. Story three, Fighting Nemo, Incredibles. What a hot five to start with. Then Cars is okay. I didn't even. Queen's kind of a dick, but I love. Paul it's one of a, It's like it's
1: like a it's like a cult like following.
0: Yeah, well, I'm not part of that cult, but Ratatouille mm-hmm. number seven. So yeah, I think. Um, I think you you make a good point there. If we just quickly look at the uh, Pixar uh, catalog, then Wally Wally hits deep.
1: Wally was phenomenal. Wally is probably one of the best. Honestly, that was ahead of its time because that was the you know our, our cartoons are very good to teach kids stuff. That was climate change before really it was getting spoken about.
0: Oh, they need that movie now.
1: Oh yeah. Well, have you seen how you know, these summers have been Wally, here in the north? Wally isn't an animated thing now. You just have to fl- fl- film a documentary and it's the same thing, <laughs> right? Up, I mean, you. Up, up. Oh my god, up was a tearjerker.
0: Toy Story three, which they pulled off a great Toy Sto- which they pulled off a great third film. Great, yeah. and I will say, great. Lots of hugging bear. What a great villain. Yeah. Cars two, the first terrible one. Brave It's pretty good. Monsters University, I like. Inside Monst- Out is uh, spectacular. Monsters
1: Inc. Wow.
0: Never saw the good dinosaur. Either I Didn't see Fody Dory or Cars 3. Coco, as I know, as yeah. you said, really good. Incredibles too. Also didn't see. See that's where I, it, think, I pretty I much think stopped. I saw that. I pretty much stopped at a uh, Toy Story Three, but I did check in at Toy Story Four, which I think they generally pulled off the perfect quad trilogy. And um
1: Is it over now? They're not gonna make any more. They better not. I don't think so. I think it's well, like Star Wars. You're going to ruin the Star Wars has gotten worse as they made movies.
0: Why do you think so many people love the Star Wars movies so much?
1: Um, Generational Bond. Mm-hmm. I could talk with you could talk with your grandfather, your father and you and then eventually your son. Just speaking from the male perspective and all. All talk about Star Wars and get it. You know what I mean? Um, just because of the actors in it. And, like, it's, it's always been around. You know what I mean? It's, like, one of those things. Like, it was goofy. It was, like, a goofy spoof kind of thing in the 80s. Um, and then it became big in the 90s again, and big actors and stuff. Um, I think it just comes down to, like, it's getting worse now because it's Disney. Um, but, you know, I wish George Lucas would did them, still did them and not, like, at Disney, because they really, they the, the last three movies, in my opinion, really set them back. Yeah, the TV shows are so much better.
0: Yeah, now I like Star Wars. I'm not a huge Star Wars junkie. I've seen all of them movies, at least. And I did. I actually did tune into Obi Wan Kenobi because I think Ewan McGregor is awesome, and that was oh, yeah. pretty good. I like that. And um, yeah, dude, the first three. I mean, we'll start with the first two, as in New Hope and Revenge of the Sith. That's quasi quality filmmaking as it get. The third one's yeah. okay. Phantom Menace is ass, but, you know, you give it some childhood points.
1: It's more like the Liam Neeson and like that duel with Darth Maul. Is just yeah, like you literally like could. great. Like that movie is only relevant because of that duel and the instrumental. Oh, in it, the duel of the fates is the greatest. One of the best, uh, you it know, went and Liam ever. Neeson
0: was great. And a, a younger Ewan McGregor goes in. New Hope is one of the worst movies I've just ever seen.
1: What uh, though? which which one not the New original Hope,
0: one? Not not New Hope. Um, Attack of the Clones. Yeah, Attack of the Clones. Would you have? See, I
1: I liked it because I was like I'm a big clone trooper guy, so I love I love the clones. How you introduced? justify some of that?
0: Just some of the writing and acting.
1: It's oh just, yeah, listen, I hated it. Like I don't like the like, writing. I just like the action.
0: But and then Revenge of the Sith. One of the best movie examples of a movie that started off so hot falls on its face. You yeah. have one great battle that falls on his face again.
1: I think it comes down to the fact that Christian Haydenson was a terrible casting for.
0: Yeah, Hayden uh, Christensen. Yeah, <laughs> you had it backwards.
1: Yeah, I say Christian Hayden. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, exactly. Well, honestly, Christian Hayden would be better than Hayden Christensen as an right? actor. So, uh, you know what? Like, I don't give it his fault. Like, they had a, listen with a movie like that. You, it's very hard to have a lot of big actors because of the amount of CGI. Like you already had Ewan McGregor, you had Samuel Jackson and like it's a lot of going into that just for CGI and like this built all that stuff has to be built and stuff. So it's a lot. Green screens. Um, they had, you know I bet they couldn't spend a lot of money on Anakin and you know, I wish they got someone like that would have played really well like when I was thinking about it like
0: I think Leo him. Leo was considered and I don't yeah. know if he turned it down or just never got it to it, but Leo was considered, but that would be I think Leo's career would be so much different
1: if he took that at too. so if he made that, he would have he would have got blew up even more.
0: But do you think he would have still done these powerful? T- Do you still think we would get a Wolf of Wall Street? A, uh, a- will we get a Wolf of Wall Street? Will we get a Blood Dive, and we we'll get a Departed? If he was tied to
1: those, yeah. Because if you think of, think about it, look at Hugh Jackman. Mm-hmm. Hugh Jackman did X Men, but he's done a lot of great other movie, serious movies, and stuff like Prisoners. Did you ever see Prisoners?
0: Prisoners is great.
1: Yeah, terrifying though. Like his his, his actual like acting like is you you get scared. That's how real it is. Like he's he's a great act actor. Like he had he still was able to do it. Um, you know I think it was one of those like look at Samuel L. Jackson. Samuel L. Jackson did those two movies and, he and then everything. he's done. <laughs> yeah, he does everything. It's like well, it just depends. I would have liked to see Killian Murphy or Tom Hardy. Can you imagine Tom Hardy as Adenkin becoming Darth Vader? Do you feel he would be a little too angry, almost? Almost too. Yeah, tough? but it would make sense, though. Just think about that character. He's in constant torn apart. That's the Essentially, most. Essentially, common-
0: Darth Vader was created because Anakin did a job high enough, and he was passed for a promotion.
1: <laughs> Literally, that's at, at the end of the day. It just comes down to you know he was still a kid, and with, he didn't want to wait. With,
0: with the most obvious reveal ever that the the old scary dark guy talking to Darth Vader. And by dark, I mean, like, literal, like, creepy, sc- creepy. Oh, that's the Sith Lord? Big surprise.
1: <laughs> they actually said, you see, like, I'm a big Star Wars guy, so, like, like I, I can nerd out about it. But they actually say why none of the Jedi could actually figure out that Sidious was <laughs> an actual like sith guy so the jedi temple was built on a former sith temple and when they when after like the first like big sith jedi war they decided to just bury it pour concrete and build a temple over to hide that dark energy and over time it seeped in and leaked into the temple basically and clouded the judgment oh well Oh, so, what, 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 listen, what 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 brilliant writing, I guess. <laughs> we have known for the history of the time not to build on an ancient burial grounds. And what did they do? They built on an ancient burial grounds.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But that last battle, that last Anakin, um, Obi Wan, did uh, Revenge of Shift was pretty sick.
1: Oh, yeah. It was, it was like dancing, it was that choreographed. So, what are well. the
0: rare, I think, one of the few times where the CGI actually worked? Mm hmm and like flow together because most of the time we see CGI, unless you're like Avatar, James Carey, the human eye knows at this point what's real, what's not. No, yeah. Pull that off. I'm a, I'm, I'm proponent for less CGI. I'm, I'm Chris Nolan in this.
1: Yeah, no, I agree with you. Imagine Chris Nolan, and that's a guy who should who, if they ever He's do like another a Star trilogy, Star Wars movie, Star Wars movie, like honestly, like no, that'd play,
0: be tough like, for me. I like him as more of his realistic. I mean, he pulled off Batman, but
1: yeah, I don't know. I would, I,
0: I would see who else is out there.
1: You know, I wonder if Heath Ledger ever had an option to be Anakin. That would have been a good fit.
0: yeah, he would make sense at the time. Uh,
1: it looks, like he looks a little bit like he would fit like the look of. Anakin as well just with the blonde thin like lanky mm-hmm. like it would have made sense
0: Man, the, the one of the craziest lines I've ever heard in a movie
1: love won't save you Padme
0: only yeah. my new powers will
1: yeah or if you're not my friend if you're not with me you're my enemy like come on now like wh- who wrote this like who thought it was what good joke and the funny thing is uh, Lucas is. <laughs> it's a whole thing It's a, it's a space western <laughs> yeah it's literally a space spaghetti western like at this point, Tarantino should direct. I
0: mean, Anything for that. You know, I heard I was reading an article about how much of a Tarantino guy are you? I love Tarantino. The best. He literally made cinema being a cinema nerd cool.
1: He made movies about about niches and movies. That's what he did. Every movie he made was about a specific genre of movie.
0: One of my favorite person to ever hear on a podcast. No matter who it is, Mark Barrett or Rogan. He has a a new podcast himself called Video Archives. Oh, yeah. Um, He's a
1: little whacked out. He's a little whacked out. Don't get me wrong, but I feel like you have to be a little whacked out to be like a man like him.
0: Hell yeah. That's confidence, man. Yeah. He's just an awesome person to listen to. And I read this article. I don't know how serious he was because you know how everyone says that when he said that after 10 films, he's done. He's already made nine of them. And I think he's nine for nine in quality. Yeah, 100%. He's like, maybe once upon a time in Hollywood would be my last. Which Percy's like, you know what? I wouldn't mind that. And on top that he could just be, you know, live off of a retired life, be it a living legend like that, raising his kids and, you know, being a cinema god. Would you want can- him to try to go out on top with the 10th film?
1: I feel like you just keep on making them at this point. Like it's his passion. I bet it's difficult, but like I supposedly I heard that he might make a remastering of Reservoir Dogs.
0: I've heard that. I've heard possibly a Star Trek film, which is pretty random. Mm, a remake of Less Than Zero, which is a dark movie. I don't
1: know if you. Less Than seen Zero that. is. I love that with Robert Downey Jr.
0: Yeah, one of the saddest
1: endings. He I've didn't heard. direct that, right?
0: No, he there's a, I think he once mentioned, like oh that'd be cool to remake so I, I, I could doubt see that. that
1: I could see that. Um I would like to see him do a gangster movie.
0: A gangster movie, like like a Italian gangster one not like the Like
1: like a, like a, a, like a John Dillon like a public enemy like uh legend like prohibition with, type gangster. Yeah, like a prohibition it would it feels very him. Like Reservoir Dogs is similar but like I feel like like I feel like he would like if anyone was to, one was to make a peaky blonder movie, it would be Tarantino. Right? Like, <laughs> you know, what I mean, like, I feel like he would do that well. No complaints for me there. Yeah. Or a war movie, I would love to see him do a war movie. Uh,
0: besides, Inglorious
1: Bastards, just do another. Besides Inglorious Bastards, like, like, look, like, that's like that's more of like a war movie, like spoof.
0: revisionist history one.
1: Yeah, yeah, like a revisionist history. I'm talking about like. A, like a, like a We Were Soldiers or like a Save It Private Ryan kind of thing, like a realistic I'd like to see him do something real.
0: Which war would he excel in in a movie?
1: I feel like – I also feel like he would do one that, like, isn't overdone. So World War Two's out on the table. <laughs> Vietnam's out. Like, I could see him doing, like, a Gulf War, like, current war. But I could also see him like redoing the Patriot and making like a war, or, like the War of eighteen twelve or something like that. A,
0: a Civil War one, too? Not a lot of people. Yeah, a lot of people go pre U.S. twentieth century and up in terms
1: of. Yeah, war basically of America, like oh, those wars. Movies. Yeah, but like, well, he did the Hateful Eight, so that's like Civil War era. So yeah. like, I could see him doing like you know, I I, I want to see him like do something that isn't like he hits a bunch of different types of genres and movies mm-hmm. with his stuff. So it's like I'd like to see him now hit something else. Right. I'd like to see I'd like to see him do to do like a romantic drama.
0: <laughs> I would like, I would I feel like he would get the best chemistry actors of all time and then they might oh, yeah. have actually fallen in love.
1: I think it would be as good as I think he would he would have like as the same amount of impact as basic instinct had on like romantic like thriller dramas.
0: Like also adding, like, the erotic thriller nature to that, too. Yeah. I don't really make that much anymore.
1: Yeah, like, basic instinct kind of movie with him would be ridiculous. Could you imagine? Could you imagine, like, in chapters?
0: The only thing... You have to add his pop culture reference and almost campiness.
1: Yeah, that's violence. the only thing.
0: But if, if anyone could... Put these things together. I guess it would be. I don't want to guess. I know it would be him. But yeah, regardless, we will see his next strategic move. But uh, your final point with that.
1: Other thing, I could see him doing. Imagine him doing a Stephen King novel, <laughs> like a type of movie, like a movie, a Stephen King. Which book Stephen would, King
0: movie? Which Stephen King book is left to make?
1: I, I don't know, but I'd like to see him do JFK, nineteen sixty-three. If JFK didn't get assassinated, it's like the alternate. Like oh, the guy yeah. goes back in he, time to try to. Have you, you
0: seen the Hulu miniseries on that?
1: No, I haven't. Yeah, they already did that, Brian. <laughs> Damn, well, Tarantino would do it better. <laughs> I haven't even seen it.
0: It was a solid okay. I got really bored at the end of it. But
1: um, but I feel like he could add his kind of like flair to something like that. That would be very him.
0: All right, I hear you out on that. Yo, so Brian, you like breakfast? Always. You,
1: you like awesome cereal? Porn? Yeah, it's the most important meal
0: of the day. What are your type of cereal? What are your love for cereals? Like, where do you go? Um, what, what cereals are you picking nowadays?
1: To be honest, as I get older, I eat cereal more as a snack a dessert now. As a snack a dessert. <laughs> dessert. Lo- yeah. You know
0: what's crazy? I'm kind of the same way. I've noticed that lately. I had some Rice Krispies yesterday. It just melted your mouth. Oh, it yeah. You know so what it good. is? Oh, yeah. You, you go? Oh, no, you continue, please. All I was saying is just what's so good but so bad for you fruity oh, pebbles which oh, i was great. i just realized last year that they're just sugary rice Krispies.
1: oh yeah it's a little food coloring
0: <laughs> i never i never put two and two together but uh what was your other point
1: um i inter i do like i've been big in fitness lately so i've been intermittent fasting so i haven't really been eating breakfast as much now i like i stopped yeah. eating at eight o'clock at night and i won't eat until like noon or one o'clock and very I like it, it helps me focus and stuff like that. It's very good for the mind too. It like helps you like become more disciplined and focused. Yeah. But so I've been eating cereal as my snack after dinner. And I've been really big on frosted flakes. Ooh. Um
0: that just makes the sugary milk. Oh my god.
1: Yeah. Um, frosted flakes, um Cheerios, always a go-to. And um, what's it called? You ever have Cheerios like Cheerios
0: taste same, but then once in a while the Cheerios hits different.
1: Yes, I know exactly. That? Yes, I also like Cheerios. Is the only cereal that I will always like. Will be like go. I will. I will eat Cheerios first, dry, then with milk. Really, I love dry Cheerios. You it's love
0: like, the oats. You're you're a horse eating it. Yeah,
1: oaks. basically. Um, but uh, what else? Um, what is it called? Um, shredded wheat, mini wheats. Mini wheats. I never, I never ate those. I never loved mini wheats. A little remember, bit of like frosting. Remember Captain Crunch? Oh, I love uh, Captain Crunch. is good. It's just so bad. you.
0: Oh my god! It, it destroys the top, the bridge of your mouth.
1: Oh yeah, it's so bad for you. it was like if
0: this is if this is my mouth, this is my mouth. Nah, no, I don't want. If this is my, I don't want to hit any of my luxuries. If this is my mouth, it's like,
1: uh, 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 uh. yeah. It's it's literally like eating like bricks and brillo. Oh, my it's God. It's so coarse, and it's so hard.
0: Dude, cinnamon toast crunch is different.
1: Cinnamon toast is really good soggy. Yes, it is. You literally just pour it there, walk away for a minute. Uh, you okay, It's like peak drunk off a night of tequila and rum chata.
0: Oh, man. Cereal, cereal is definitely a uh, after a night out meal all the time.
1: Oh. Of course, of course. It, it, it feeds the body well, and it's absorbent.
0: Yeah, right? Um, and you know, combining ice cream is cereal toppings.
1: Yes, yeah, so you know Milk Bar?
0: Milk Bar, Milk Bar, milk yes, bar. yes, it's in, a, the, okay. in the city.
1: Yeah, the big, well, big. Uh, they have one in Connecticut as well. Um, I think that's where actually they got started from. Um, oh, wait, are you talking about Milk Craft? Craft, milk craft i'm sorry yeah milk, yeah, blah, milk craft. yeah yeah milk, milk craft. But i think there's a milk bar in new york city too there's a milk bar as well um milk craft and i think milk oh. bar as well they think frosted flakes yes um shout out to my girlfriend um they <laughs> crumple up frosted flakes and make like this crunch that they put on top of ice cream which flavor is that i always go for the it, cookie butter i think it's frosted flakes they put it on Oh like on top. Goodness. They it's, like crunch up frosted flakes and they put it on ice about, cream. Um, I'm sorry to interrupt, but you want to hear a no, funny story about Milkcraft? Please tell me. Which What girl did you take a date on to? Oh,
0: I I I haven't crossed that off. I've only gone with my brothers. Yeah. I went on a friend date. And one failed Tinder date there. So I'm uh, like over for 5 in dates with that, but we'll start we'll start we'll we'll pick it up there um no sorry like i've been there five i've been there with the people it's mostly my brothers and then yeah
1: one failed the one in fairfield right
0: yes the one in fairfield the- okay
1: so have you gone to the ramen place next to it yeah mecca noodle love that mm. place i, I swear that. Too. Well, Brian, oh,
0: really? i'm in i'm in connecticut for a couple weeks so i'm in connecticut this right? weekend hey man hit me up just,
1: I love uh, Connecticut. I might move. I love that place. Oh, trust me. After you so leave. So much better than New York. Definitely, you
0: definitely understand. I understand why my parents are native New Yorkers and moved here. But um, hit me up just uh, Saturday. Will, I'm a uh, busy Saturday. But um no craft. So, yes, I've only I've, I've only been on one date there. Didn't yeah. work out. And then the other times were just friends. But um, during the pandemic, Like, April, this is not even April, March 2020. There's nothing to do. No one's on the roads. Me and my brother's like, let's see what's out there. And we thought, like, if we get pulled over, this is the martial law. We're going going to jail. Jail? Yeah. Like, like it was that crazy, but we went anyways. You know, the one place that was open? Milkcraft. (laughs) This was like, say the pandemic started March 17th. This was like March 24th, Brian. Yeah, this no, was yeah. As we were risking our lives to go to this
1: place, but we went anyways. I got sent home March 9th, I remember it.
0: Yeah, so March twenty twenty. The only place we went to was Milk Craft. We show up and this dude was high as fuck. There, <laughs> he's like, "No, it's coming through." And then he's like, "Yo, bro, don't worry, we're cool." And he he hooked it up for us. Got our I milk Crab, It was great. So I always love Milk Craft because they helped us in the pandemic when I'll I had. Tell you- when I had that, I knew that um, we were gonna be all right.
1: No, yeah, I'll tell you though, Fairfield great ice cream scene.
0: Oh yes, um, I did have sunny one days. nice date that ways. I went there.
1: Yeah, Sunday is a, good, and there's a new place know, that opened before. called Tabitha's. Tabitha's ice cream. That sounds really, like really cream. good. Really, really good. I good get, quality, good price, good I get
0: I get ice cream and bakery vibes from the name Tabitha.
1: Yeah, right. Like it's someone's like aunt that makes them for a holiday, and you know they're coming in good. And she has the little tin for you to bring home.
0: Ooh, how can you not be excited with that?
1: How about
0: <laughs> um, what about you know switching? Well, I guess we'll we'll just say a few things on Fairfield. Yeah, um, keep on flowing. Geronimo's. You ever been there? Not yet. Now
1: that's a date place. Yeah, I know. I've been, I've been hearing good things about it.
0: Um, what are the Fairfield things I know? I just know that, uh, they were cheap at football. I don't know where your girlfriend went. If it's Fairfield, what was it? Fairfield ward Fuck them cheaters. But I hope she went to the other one.
1: I think I have to ask her. I think she went there. (laughs) Well, if
0: I am lucky enough to meet her soon, I'll have to express that cheaters at football. But, uh, yes um besides that it seems like a good vibe. um i know it's the home of john Mayer.
1: is really? it really yeah
0: like he literally that's grew up interesting there. that's john funny. Mayer, the john of Mayer. all people yeah right um you know what he does give connecticut
1: vibes
0: he really does there are some nice ho- houses over there on the water
1: oh yeah no it's a, it's a really it's a nice town it's a connecticut is it's really it's it's an extension of uh Westchester on the coast. That's it the way I think
0: clearly about it. Is. It's, it's coastal Westchester. Westchester. Fairfield County is Westchester, Junior. Yeah. Um. Actually, now let me think it back. I did actually have two other pleasant experiences um, with other people at Milkcraft. So it's not so bad. It's just been a while. Clearly.
1: Yeah. Listen, it's all, it's a circus. I did charge this place. I finally tried Frank Pepe's. Oh yeah. What do you think? I had fresh tomato pie. Ooh. what a great it's seasonal what a great pizza
0: oh you you just want to give a high five to the chef right after
1: oh amazing it was just like i took a bite and i was just like this is home dude like, i it's just something like it's just some like known as cooking
0: clearly i went to a in manchester connecticut which is upstate went to a, a place with Pepe's with an old friend and i remember the waiter we stayed like 15 minutes and the waiter would not give us her check so we just went up. They paid for it. <laughs> she gave such an attitude. It's like, you know, we're supposed to go to you. And we literally said we waited you for 15 minutes. Awkward, awkward silence. And we just walked out. That's funny. Oh, man. That's
1: why I went home for a couple of weeks. Yeah, you got you to gotta go, go home and enjoy sometimes.
0: Yeah, my mom has a big birthday coming up. I won't say oh, nice. I don't know if she's OK with me saying the age, but. She's so having a big birthday with lots of people. It's a white party. I'm gonna invite you on this carry. You and your girlfriend, if you're bored on Sunday, if you happen to be in the area on Sunday, the fifth of September, like have nothing to do. We just need some vibes and alcohol. Come through, hit me up there.
1: Labor Day weekend? Yeah, sure. I'll take a look. If, yeah. I, if I'm free, I'm free. I think you know what, She goes back to school. So I think she might not be able to, but if I'm free, I'll pull up.
0: Dude, there is so much alcohol in my parents' living room. For me, as you know, I love bartending, and being a mixologist. Yeah, don't, t- don't, don't tempt me now, Matt. <laughs> I'll send you a picture. I'm literally gonna send you a picture once we sign off here.
1: Here's the real question: When are you gonna actually become a mixologist? And I want to see you behind the bar. I want to see it.
0: You know, I was thinking: Do I want to apply during football season? Nope. If there's a, I will be. I will make videos of me bartending. Sure. To actually work, I'm going to wait till after football season. Makes sense. I get it. But I got, I got to see you behind
1: the bar. You got skills. I need to see it.
0: Oh, man. I'll uh, I'm not. A, I am not afraid. You got it. I'm going to make a promise here that within the next month on my video, I will actually make the drinks like I'm about it on the video. Yeah, I'll make a video as I show for people watching it on YouTube. Just like, yeah,
1: no, you know, you should do that. yeah, you should do that, though. You should actually make a drink on the podcast.
0: Oh, that is a great idea. We have the things rolling. As I, here's a, Here's one of my margaritas, a Sex Very on the Beach, nice. great a colors. Dirty Martini, a Cosmopolitan, Bloody Mary. I got them all, so I, I got to prove fact:
1: Never had a Bloody Mary before.
0: It is so gross. I don't get how people drink that stuff. Yeah, yeah I mean, I'm it's, good. I,
1: don't I really know. deal story, with the hangover.
0: The story is that Ernest Hemingway, I believe, invented it. And needed to make a drink that didn't have any scent of alcohol, mm. so he made that. So you mix your tomato juice. I mean, first it's mainly a vodka drink. Mix your tomato juice, your horseradish, your salt and pepper.
1: Oh man, but people love that. That's like some people drop an egg in this too. Yeah,
0: if you if you want to yeah. be insane.
1: Yeah. Oh, it's Hemingway. So you know what? Like, <laughs> I I, have a, I actually I do like reading Hemingway though because like. I find his books aggravating, but I still read them because they they give this really good um, vibe the entire time that your main character is like going to like win the girl and run off into the sunset. And at the end, in the last chapter, the girl dies every or like they're like, they're like the like, 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 made the his main thing that he was going for crumbles every they're,
0: time they're just like, haha, just
1: kidding. Just kidding. This is real life. It's like funny. It's like, ha, ha. Like he's oh, a realistic, man. you know, he's had, some, he's had some interesting, uh, you know, he's had a lot of criticism in his uh, in his time, but still classics.
0: Nothing but. That's we love the classics. And, yeah, with the Bloody Marys, uh, people will drink those instead of mimosas. But I
1: love a mimosa. Whatever. I'm big on a screwdriver, though.
0: Oh, yeah. Which is just vodka orange juice.
1: And yeah, like simple, easy. Maybe it. even a little grapefruit.
0: Ooh, that's a good. That's a good little twist on that.
1: I've been big on grape grapefruit mimosas. I've been liking it a little bit better.
0: Ooh, a great grapefruit drink is. Uh, I'm, I'm going to pull it up right here. What you make with grapefruit and a solid grapefruits like $2. So don't yeah, mess it no. up. No, <laughs> no wait, Not this one. Um, I was about to point the wrong drink. Love a good grapefruit. Uh, Um, as we say that, as as we look, what is a drink that you just hate next to the? Oh, here it is. Um, but well, I'll ask you that. The blinker, make it with That's grapefruit nice. and uh, whiskey, and there's definitely another ingredient that I'm forgetting. But try the blinker. I, I mean, look, look at look at this. Look at this color. I, I, it's a nice I shine, it. I think it's grapefruit If I do it correctly, it's grapefruit, grapefruit juice, whiskey. Uh, Garrardine. I mean, yeah. I, wait. I have an iPad. I can look up the things right there. A blinker cocktail is made with one, two, three, four. Yep, two ounces of rye whiskey, one ounce of grapefruit juice. Oh, it's raspberry syrup, which is a, that oh, hard okay. to find. You have to go to a yeah. liquor store specifically, and um, you could put either three raspberries in it or um the actual uh, guardianship with the actual grapefruit. So yeah, I haven't mm. made one since last year, but if That's you want to, if you want to be more impressive,
1: I'm going to write that ago, down. I'm going to try to, I'm going to try that out.
0: The blinker. And besides that, before we wrap it up for today, um, what are some drinks besides the Bloody Mary that I just don't understand why you all people go crazy for?
1: Anything with tequila. Like next, except the mark Anything that has tequila in it except a margarita, I drink a margarita. I can't drink anything with tequila. It gets me sick. If you remember, we went out that time after the podcast. I had one shot of tequila, and I almost threw up.
0: Tequila is like the drug of all the spirits. It, yeah. It, 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 it get, you have to be careful with that.
1: You have to. Because if you – like, see, I was very good with it for a very long time. And then my 21st birthday – I went too far with it, and I've yeah. never recovered. You just your body gets like an automatic like gag reflex from it once it hits that. I also think it might be that like I just like the taste of a, like the agave might get, mm-hmm. upsets my stomach as well. But yeah,
0: like bad tequila is genuinely unhealthy for you.
1: Unhealthy, but tequila is very good for your body.
0: Like if I get a Costobigos or an eighteen hundred or. A high quality Cuervo, that's good, really. why is that?
1: Yeah, I'm gonna look it up right now. No, I mean, like health benefits like tequila is like a good health benefit drink.
0: So, drink tequila right before bed, everybody. No,
1: I'm yeah. <laughs> um, I, I just one. saw it. So, <laughs> it helps control blood sugar levels and prevents type 2 uh, diabetes. It helps Ooh. improve bone health and density, promotes longevity, and even stop reverse aging. Prevents and helps treat colds, flu, other infections, and lowers cholesterol.
0: Okay, please, tequila advertisers, reach out to me, m Brown3212 at gmail.com and we will uh, promote some of that stuff there.
1: <laughs> like I still drink it for the health benefits, of course.
0: Dude, somebody told me to have an espresso martini with tequila. Have a talk to them sis. Like yeah, no, I, you can't have that with
1: a coffee. No, like, no, nah. nah, you can't do that at all. No chance. I do love a good espresso martini or in the morning, ready? Big Italian thing. Take a shot of espresso and then you clean the espresso shot, right? With zambuca and then you chase it with it.
0: <laughs> That's how you know with a zambuca. Oh, what good times. And yeah, man, I, I will start making some more t- um alcoholic concoctions in the ready for the party I will start making more drinks and putting them on camera to actually prove myself well I know I just have someone else make those pictures it just took them but um
1: yeah no, no maybe making make it make an Instagram an account
0: oh match Drake's productive cocktails
1: brown brown brewery I don't know could it be a brown brewery the brown brewery come on now <laughs> I might have to trade that mark, mark myself and have it give, give it to you and
0: there are beer cocktails out there
1: not a yeah. lot but there are I ran um, di- if I have a beer I want just the beer you know what I mean yeah. but I saw this stuff I didn't even um saw this we all pour beers the wrong way. really
0: what's the you're correct not, way if So you you're can not ex- also to- explain it to those listening
1: So the if everyone sees my screen here is a, a cup and a bottle of water. Most people will tilt their cup and pour because they want the least amount of foam, right? Yeah. But then when you then settle it, right? None of because it didn't foam, all the gases that are still stuck in the beer are still there. So when it goes into your stomach, they then erupt because it, it now has actual, it's flowing down and it has ability to expand and off gas. Mm-hmm. It causes you to get bloated and have a stomach ache. So the correct way Ooh. to pour a beer is actually the way you should do it. So a typical like draft beer, like I forget how many ounces it is. The actual glass at a bar,
0: like sixteen you
1: ounces. Do it sixteen, I think, in the glass itself, not the bottle. I'm trying to think. Um, I think it's a little bit less of it.
0: Let me just Google that real quick. We're looking at a. What are we look? We're looking for typical
1: a draft beer glass.
0: Typical draft beer glass. One thing I am gonna hire next is my own Jamie. So he, he could help uh, and yeah. do it for me too, um, do the research
1: for you, me. got to get your brother in the off season.
0: Oh, oh, man. I would love to, but that dude's always grinding somewhere, but we'll find one. But he's definitely has an open uh, invitation. It says here 16 fluid ounces.
1: So All right, it is. We'll okay. But that. like the way you know that you pour it right is that you're supposed to pour it straight on like this. Just simple pour straight up, let it go up and foam like halfway. And then you continue to pour once it drops down and you allow that gas to come out of the beer.
0: Thank me later type of stuff.
1: Yeah. And I've done it because I've had a many, and that's why I don't drink. I don't drink out of bottles anymore. I always ask for a glass. I pour it out of the bottle because when you just drink it out of the bottle, it still not has the ability to gas up. That's why, you know, if you haven't tapped the bottle Or, you know, if you drink it too quick and then you pull it down, it foams up again because it's getting exposed to that air again and shaking it up and going and allowing it to off gas. Mm -hmm. Here's your engineering for the day right there in chemistry.
0: This is why we love you, Brian. And thank you for that solid advice that we will not be forgetting. Thank you for an awesome conversation all over the place. And like I said, I am excited to start a new season of podcast with you when it comes to NFL and um, other fun stuff beyond that. But thank you so much, my friend. I'll give it to you one more time. Is there anything else you want to say?
1: Everyone, it's Thursday. Tomorrow's Friday. It's the weekend. Have a good time. Make a memory or two. And don't forget to forget it by Monday morning. Enjoy.
0: Absolutely. Even though this airs on Tuesday of next week, don't forget that for this upcoming weekend. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're the mayor, Brian. I appreciate you. I'll be talking to you very soon and uh, keep staying awesome. My friend. Anytime. Thank you again, brother. See you later.
1: It was a good conversation and productive conversation.
0: What a win. Great job, Brian, once again. I'm excited to be talking with you a lot in the fall. Oh, that guy really is going to be successful at whatever he does. Big fan, and we appreciate having him great job once again. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations Podcast on all podcasting platforms and YouTube. And don't forget to check out exclusive content regarding this show on ProductiveConversationsPodcast.com. And don't forget to check us out in the world of social media. We're on Instagram at Productive Conversations Podcast, Twitter at Prod pod and we're on TikTok at Productive Conversations. And that content is brought to you by associate producer Alexander Jesus. Thank you again for helping us out there. We are returning on September 7th, next Wednesday, and we have the big Productive Conversations NFL Preview Show. Me, our guest we just talked to, Brian McKeon and Alex Ronellio, are all teaming up cover another season of the National Football League. We go over each and every single division. We talk about the past offseason, the coaching changes, what to expect, who's going to be a big winner, who's going to be a big loser, and who's going to be the Super Bowl champion. We have it for you next Wednesday, the 7th of September. You do not want to miss it. It's going to be as productive and as fun and entertaining as and inspiring and inspirational, all mixed together for incredible content for the greatest fan base in the world, the Productive Nation. And then we're gonna have Celeste join us the week after that, my friend and fashion photographer. And she's really making a great presence in the world of fashion and modeling. She will. F- be with us the week after and we're about to kick off a very busy but rewarding september we have a lot of podcasts scheduled both virtually over zoom and in our studio in jersey city with a mix of sports and entertainment and culture it's going to be a really really fun and busy month but most employees for you, the greatest fan base in the world, the Productive Nation. So we have a lot to look forward to this September. I hope everybody has a wonderful and safe Labor Day weekend. I'm going to celebrate my mother's birthday this weekend. She's throwing a big party at her home, and we are really excited for that, a white party. My mother is the best person I know next to my father and i am excited to celebrate responsibly with her so happy birthday mom we love you so much as we celebrate your big day i also hope if you're going to the beach if you're going to an amusement park going to a game or concert be smart make good decisions and be responsible And then after that, we're going to check in after our Labor Day weekend fun and get ready for an NFL season. And we're also going to cover college football a little bit this season as well, and we're going to... Get really, really into the top 25 and expand more to the show. So NFL and college football coverage on your way this fall, as well as baseball postseason and the start of the NHL and NBA seasons and so on and so forth in the great world of sports. And then we're going to talk with other great individuals in the world of entertainment and culture, and then meet some new friends along the way. So let's kick off a wonderful fall, but first, enjoy what's left of summer. Don't forget to check in on your friends and family. Do the right thing. I love each and every single one of you. The Productive Nation is on top. And we're only going higher from there. I will see you on Wednesday. Don't forget to check in on your friends and family. And be safe, everybody. See you next week. Peace!